time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis has three movers that you missed in today's action. In case you fell asleep with volatility all calm, George has found three that were very much awake. George, let's start with Caleri's, owner of Famous Footwear, is on a non-stop rally. It is, OJ. Actually reported earnings last week, and it fell, uh, but they came in uh, and bought the stock up, uh, OJ, hitting some uh, annual highs. In fact, the stock is uh, now sort of at those uh, pre-pandemic levels at around $25 a share or, or thereabouts. But for those who don't know Calaris, uh, they're basically the uh, holding company for the Calaris brand, but also famous footwear as their major 1,200-plus uh, store uh, outfit or retail stores but also have other brands like Dr. Scholl's, Stride Right. These are, again, uh, uh, Allen Edmonds is another brand, and, and they actually have retail outlets as well. Mm. But uh, I think overall uh, there was a little bit of a jump-the-gun situation because the company itself did beat on both earnings and top-line sales. What was actually nice is they came out and they actually gave us the numbers for an unadjusted adjusted basis. They beat the numbers, came in at 60% uh, unadjusted on a year-over-year -year basis and top-line sales, but unadjusted. 18% decline, and that again is relative to 2019 comps versus last year when we were effectively closed at this time. Uh, but overall, I think this is a name that's uh, been been bought up because uh, as part of the earnings announcement, they did got a little bit light on uh, Q2 revenues by about uh, 50 or so million. The expectations were 674 million. They came in at 637. But that wasn't the uh, the issue and why the stock was higher. I think if you go through their conference call, they're very optimistic in their transition, which is uh, their well-capitalized position in e-commerce, as well as uh, logistics, supply chain management, optimization, which they have actually spent quite a bit of money in the last year. And they feel like going forward, they're going to economize on those, uh, on those CapEx investments. So, George, uh, the main difference between them and other shoe companies is that they're actually spending to... Uh, expand and uh, uh, no pun intended the actual footprint George they are and, and it's not necessarily the footprint in terms of retail stores they are actually okay. increasing their number of stores by about 21 since last year overall it really comes down to the internals and this is a company that did rely a lot on um, on foot traffic no pun intended there as well uh, at the famous footwear outlets and those stores really took a took a beating when it comes down to reduce foot traffic, but one of the things that Calaris had been lacking in or lagging in is e-commerce. And so they spent quite a bit of money in the last year, took on a little bit, little bit of debt to do so. I think that's one of the reasons the stock had been a little bit pressured alongside, of course, the COVID closures. But in other words, I think the, the, the aspect of this company is, is they weren't um, being conservative. They were actually very aggressive in this environment uh, to expand their e-commerce footprint. They were a little bit late to the party, so to speak. Mm. But I think uh, that's what the, what the catalyst is for the company going forward. In other words, a more balanced approach to their sales, their internal supply uh, chain logistics and optimization. And that's essentially why I think the analysts like Loop Capital, which upgraded the stock to 30 from 25, uh, after the fact, and this is again after the fact that the company did guide a little bit lower for Q2 sales. Right, interesting to see them get a pass on that and find buyers so quickly right. after the report continue that rally at a time where there's a lot of sensitivity to uh, guidance uh, falling short especially for a stock that one could describe as a reopening play right i mean uh, you gotta buy shoes when you're going back out again you didn't have to wear shoes for a year yeah 
Yeah, and the other thing too, OJ, and I mean, this is just sort of anecdotal, but a lot of times, because we know that, that the cyclical reopening stocks have done well, you know, clothing, apparel makers, so forth. Uh, I think sometimes in that environment where industry groups are doing well, a lot of times if you see the stock sell up based on earnings, just, you know, sometimes you got to be patient. A lot of times the trend will continue and the trend is still intact. And in this case, you see the analyst upgrades uh, after the fact. And, and if, it, But if you actually see, for instance, that stocks that are out of favor, let's say some of the thematic technology companies, they've been beating earnings. They've been falling after earnings and nobody's coming up, coming to upgrade them. So they continue to fall. So I think that's just kind of a little bit of a strategic approach to basically looking for relative strength in industry groups that are performing well. And sometimes, again, based upon one metric in which the company misses, in this case, lower guidance, doesn't necessarily mean it's out of favor. If the trend's still intact and analysts come in, upgrade the stock, sometimes you'll get a nice whipsaw back, bounce back like we saw. All right. George, uh, nice. Uh, Clary separating itself from some of the other uh, uh, plays in the group. Uh, though Foot Locker is just below its highs, uh, Clary's is really rolling here. Uh, George, let's go over to Pentair next. Uh, and uh, the ticker P-E-N, uh, right? Uh, George, are we looking at P-N-R? Because there's a water treatment company uh, that uh, I know you've mentioned to us before. Is this one we're talking about? Yeah, well, actually, we haven't talked about Pentair. We actually talked about Pool, uh, P symbol P-O-O-L, which basically has been hot this entire last year because of COVID and, and of course, the demand for housing, bigger housing, more That's right. recreational facilities like pools. But Pentair is essentially an industrial company. They're one of the global leaders uh, in water in the water treatment industry. Oh, okay. So these Stock are is up about 79% in the last year. Yeah. Pool Corp is actually up about 64%. And pool, this stock is uh, over the last few years done extremely well. But Pentair, interesting enough, has got two, two segments. You got consumer solutions segment, which is effectively equipment in the energy efficient uh, market for pool, consumer pools at the household level, but also industrial flow technologies for commercial and industrial pumps and water treatment facilities. So there's a little bit of an infrastructure play here as well. I like this uh, sort of combined hybrid business that they have. Uh, but overall, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a well-known name globally. Uh, its revenues are about $3 billion. It's trading at around $11.5 billion in market cap. And its sales last quarter for an industrial company were about 22%, which is pretty remarkable. 15% uh, operating margins at about a PE of 28. But again, looking at a 15% uh, operating margin, a lot of times you'll see fair value at two times that level for a multiple. So I guess the uh, the multiple of 28 is fair value for, for Pentair, which again, seems to be well balanced from a financial standpoint, but I think also from the standpoint of uh, demand for its industrial equipment, but also again, at the commercial, I'm sorry, the, the household level for, uh, for pool equipment. So this is all about cooling off, George, and uh, yep. you know, keeping your uh, mental state intact during COVID. And of course, the big right. push away into rural areas too, where you can have pools. So uh, George, I mean, I'm, is there seasonality to these uh, trades? It doesn't seem like it, but uh, I, I guess it might make sense if folks are in demand for these during summer months. But I mean, chart for Pantera is just, Again, uh, uh, just totally linear up and to the right, 22 bucks to 70. It doesn't look like there's anything getting in the way. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, I think I think right now, looking at Pentair itself as an industrial stock, OJ, we know yeah. right now that these uh, industrial names from a cyclical standpoint are, are hot. Uh, they're actually very favorable right now. 
other thing is I think overall there had been some seasonality in, in overall consumer or, or household pool equipment and, of course, installations. But overall trends uh, speak for themselves. And pool, the, the, the company's our symbol P-O-O-L, we talked about one of the reasons why that company's done extremely well is, is not only the demand for uh, installations at the, uh, at the residential level, it really comes down to uh, market share. And that's one, one of the reasons why that stock has done extremely well. It's generated so much domestic market share through acquisitions and just organic growth over time that they've done extremely well. So there may not be essentially seasonality in some of these industrial names, uh, because again, Pentair has industrial water treatment facilities and pumps and, and so forth. Uh, but again, uh, both these names have done extremely well in this environment for, again, either okay. clean water treatment or, as you mentioned, OJ, just, just cooling off. All right. Uh, hey, GT, got one more for Speaking of industrials, Aptiv on the move again. Uh, one that's uh, been on this uh, segment a few times and is trying to break out and get to a high right now. Uh, and this is an automotive play. It is, OJ. And so, look, you know, there's a huge push into EVs. There's no doubt, you know, some of the uh, some of the uh, literature that I've read or estimates put EV uh, penetration in terms of total sales of vehicles, about 25 percent by 2030. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're just going to all drive EVs tomorrow. And so some of these companies like Aptiv, uh, the stock is up about 105 percent over the last year. They actually make uh, signal and power solutions components for vehicles, all vehicles now. So either it's um, you know the traditional combustible engines or, or EVs, but they uh, effectively make things like wire assemblies and connectors, electrical centers, uh, and hybrid systems for hybrid cars, but uh, also uh, advanced safety technologies, which are in all cars, not just in EV cars, but also uh, connected infotainment, uh, if you will. Mm. You know, cars and phones are sort of seamless technologies now. Uh, you know, your car has become essentially a mobile phone uh, in essence, you know, alongside your traditional pocket phone. And so companies like Aptiv are really locked into the total addressable market for all automobiles, not just EVs. And I think that's one of the reasons why companies like Visteon, uh, Aptiv, Lear Systems, which are in the auto parts industries, are actually trading quite well. They're not going through the roof like Tesla did last year. Yeah. Really stable companies because the equipment they provide are across all manufacturers and all types of different uh, vehicles. And in fact, for Aptiv, General Motors represents about 15% of their total market share and US and European markets are about 70%. Okay, interesting, George. I'd like to see it next to GM and some of the other auto plays here that uh, are maybe a little bit slower over the past couple of years in Tesla, but just maybe finding their groove as uh, speaking of right. uh, the autotainment and the entertainment in the cars. Tesla announced that uh, tech specs with the AMD chips and didn't really do much for Tesla. Uh, so, George, we got to run. Thanks uh, for the overlook stocks. Nice work here. Okay, OJ.